0: My mother, my wife Diana, and I were sitting in a row of seats that were bolted to the tiled floor of a lounge in Cairo International Airport. Flight 835 for Benghazi, a voice announced, was due to depart on time. Every now and then, my mother glanced anxiously at me. Diana, too, seemed concerned. She placed a hand on my arm and smiled. I should get up and walk around, I told myself. But my body remained rigid. I had never felt more capable of stillness. The terminal was nearly empty. There was only one man sitting opposite us. He was overweight, weary looking, possibly in his mid fifties. There was something in the way he sat, the locked hands on the lap, the left tilt of the torso that signaled resignation. Was he Egyptian or Libyan? Was he on a visit to the neighbouring country or going home after the revolution? Had he been for or against Gaddafi? Perhaps he was one of those undecided ones who held the reservations close to their chest. The voice of the announcer returned. It was time to board. I found myself standing at the front of the line, Diana beside me. She had, on more than one occasion, taken me to the town where she was born in Northern California. I know the plants and the color of the light and the distances where she grew up. Now I was, finally, taking her to my land. She had packed the Hasselblad and the Leica, her two favorite cameras, and a hundred rolls of film. Diana works with great fidelity. Once she gets hold of a thread, she will follow it until the end. Knowing this excited and worried me. I am reluctant to give Libya any more than it has already taken. Mother was pacing by the windows that looked onto the runway, speaking on her mobile phone. People, mostly men, began to fill the terminal. Diana and I were now standing at the head of a long line, It bent behind us like a river. I pretended I had forgotten something and pulled her to one side. Returning after all these years was a bad idea, I suddenly thought. My family had left in 1979, 33 years earlier. This was the chasm that divided the man from the eight-year-old boy I was then. The plane was going to cross that gulf. Surely such journeys were reckless. This one could rob me of a skill that I have worked hard to cultivate, how to live away from places and people I love. Joseph Brodsky was right. So were Nabokov and Conrad. They were artists who never returned. Each had tried, in his own way, to cure himself of his country. What you have left behind has dissolved. Return and you will face the absence or the defacement of what you treasured. But Dmitri Chostakovich and Boris Pasternak and Nagib Mahfouz were also right. Never leave the homeland. Leave and your connections to the source will be severed. You will be like a dead trunk, hard and hollow.